the Africa Business Report this evening. I'm joined from London by Jeff Cook, who's the chief executive of Jersey Finance. And one of the great opportunities of the 21st century for the African continent, Jeff Cook, is this fantastic demographic dividend that the continent has. Far more young people than old people. It's the opposite of Japan's problem, which is far too many old people and not enough young people coming through to um, to to fuel the to grease the wheels of the economic system. But it comes with risks as well to have far too many young people coming through a system when there isn't growth to support them. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, Over the next 30 years, Africa's working age population is expected to double to around uh, 1.2 billion people. So that's another 600 million people to employ. That's a fantastic news for Africa as a continent, provided the jobs can be found and uh, all that talent and energy can be harnessed. Uh, If those jobs can't be found, then it presents Africa with some massive social challenges. And that's the great problem, isn't it? I mean, we've got some economies north of South Africa's borders growing in very high mid-single digits. We've got 6 7 8% growth rates being reported in places like Ethiopia and Angola and the DRC in some parts. We're seeing some fairly decent growth coming through there. But is yeah. it enough to absorb this huge population surge that we anticipate uh, over the next four decades? Well, Africa's been growing as a continent around 5%. I I think the projections in this particular report we commissioned through Capital Economics project South Africa growing at about 3.5, 3.3. But the continent in the whole has been growing at about 5. If it keeps doing that, uh, there's no reason to say why it shouldn't be able to achieve that kind of growth rate. One of the problems is going to be that Africa is going to run out of investment capital. So there will be a need to build infrastructure, buildings, machinery, telecoms networks, and other physical capital. And the capital stock in Africa would need to increase about sixfold from where it is at the moment. And the report we commissioned identified there could be an investment gap of as much as $11 trillion you by say, 2014. You, you say that Africa will need to invest 85 trillion dollars it's an inconceivable amount of money uh, about a hundred percent of current global gross domestic product um, it is it, it, no you're right yeah. it's, a, it's a huge figure but remember that's uh, a cumulative figure over the next 25 years sure. to 2040 and to put that in context that would mean africa would have to invest about 37 percent of current uh, gross domestic product it currently invests about 23 percent so africa will generate some of that capital requirement itself but there's still an investment gap of about $11 trillion. There's going to be a shortfall. And uh, what this report incurred was that uh, self-generated investment by African countries' aid won't be sufficient for the task. And it's really saying that Africa needs foreign direct investment of the right kind, the kind that's going to come in and commit for the long term. It's going to create real jobs, real prosperity for African people, as well as provide a return for its investors. And it's that particular area where we believe that Jersey can help as a major international finance centre that is a magnet for investment capital. We believe we can bring long-term money to Africa to help uh, what, Africans develop their economy. What do African countries need to do to make up that shortfall? What do they need to do to make themselves attractive magnets for global capital of this well, sort of scale? Uh, uh, well, first of all, they need partners. In the short term, I think partners like us can help them uh, because we have some of the things that Africa still uh, needs to build or at least evolve into a more mature state and is currently. So uh, it, it, it's shareholder protections, it's contract enforcement, it's the rule of law, it's uh, functioning debt and equity markets, it's um, it's independent uh, judiciary. And, uh, you know, those are, are, are present in most African countries, but in some they're not as mature as they need to be. 
So in time, Africa will attract more direct investment itself. But in the interim period, whilst it's trying to fill this investment gap, centres like ours that have all those qualities can bring international investment into Africa. Uh, and I guess it's partnerships. It's making the rest of the world uh, aware of the opportunities for growth that exist in Africa because, um, you know, the demographic dividend is definitely in Africa's favour. If we can just get the infrastructure and the environment right, then the uh, international investment capital should come and flow. What people are currently worried about is they can see the potential for high returns, but they're worried about losing their money and they're worried about things like bribery and corruption. But I think Africa's made great strides in governance, uh, in free democratic elections, uh, independently scrutinized, and uh, the governance aspect of Africa is improving. So this is the time to make the global community aware of that, trying to attract more investment that's going to help Africa seize its opportunity.